0: Saying that you are drinking right now. What it is. No. I'm not going to say (laughs) that. Don't you do it, big dog. Nah, man. What's
1: been up with you?
0: Man, look here, dude. Episode 20 yeah of the mental matters podcast
1: yeah
0: that's my horrible blowhorn by the way if you couldn't tell flex drop a bomb on it and all of that (laughs) we need to get some real sound effects clearly that's gonna be horrible anyway how you been bro i've been doing
1: all right um just working as usual uh, ch- trying to be productive it seems like it's the end of the year now so i started getting that little funk where i was just like oh it's snow outside i'm not going outside today look
0: or... i'm at work every day like all right i know i have to do something today yeah but <laughs> i don't feel like doing nothing today <laughs> so let's just look busy and press some keyboard keys and yep. oh look a penny and go drink coffee and walk around for a minute yeah it's pretty terrible
1: i think that's what like most of the people who have been working for, like, 30 years, I think that's about, like, 29
0: years of their career. <laughs> <That's> terrible. <laughs> yeah. So terrible. Yeah. But it's cool. How was your holiday, man?
1: Holiday was cool. We went to the uh, parade uh, Thanksgiving morning. So like, you
0: actually made it this time.
1: Yeah, it was funny because, I mean, <laughs> it started at, what, eight thirty, nine o'clock, and we got down there at, like, 9.40. So mm-hmm. it wasn't there on time. But we still got to see like seventy five percent of the parade. I got to see my high school, you know, marching down Woodward, and okay. I got to see Kermit the Frog. That was one of my favorite characters as a kid. Really? I got to see Kermit the Frog. They—they they almost so you let love the Kermit come down. the
0: Frog gifts and stuff like. You yeah, just for
1: it. I know how to do the voice and everything. Oh, so you gonna give us some of that? Kermit the Frog here.
0: Is that close enough? That's dope. <laughs> Shout out to Kermit the Frog for stepping in the stool with us today. <laughs> I'm not gonna keep going there. All right, but, anyway. but yeah, the fray was the
1: <laughs> was fun. I got to see family. Um, I got a chance to actually we didn't we didn't do any Black Friday shopping, like really? crazy crazy Black Friday shopping. We got we got a set of a uh, like carry on luggage, and then we got a, a Christmas tree because this will be our second Christmas uh, as a married couple. Aww. Last year we didn't decorate. We waited until like two days after Christmas and went and bought all the Christmas stuff that was on sale <laughs> and said, we're going to do Christmas in 2019, I'm 2018. I'm so.
0: very jealous of you. Yeah. <laughs> because I have to buy a tree. Uh-huh. We threw out the old one because it was just falling apart. Okay. And I'm, now I'm like, dang, we got you got to buy a tree in peak Christmas time. Yeah. Damn, that's a bad idea.
1: Home Depot, man. That's where I got my Home Depot. From. It was It was 80 bucks for like a six foot five Christmas tree.
0: I got to stop being cheap.
1: That was the cheapest one.
0: That was the cheapest one. Yeah.
1: And it was regularly priced at, like, 120 So Ooh. we got it for, like, $40 off.
0: Okay. Yeah. I'm going to stop being cheap with my money.
1: No, you know, that's important. Whole... <laughs> but but think of it as an investment. I mean, a Christmas tree, of course, is not going to gain value, right? But, I mean, like, if you're going to have it for, like, Christmas 15 years. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I need to be part of that family. <laughs> like Anyway.
1: <laughs> but I mean, you're gonna have it for what fifteen, twenty years, so hopefully. Yeah, it'll be it's like what ten bucks a year.
0: Unless the dog pees on it, because nah. they just don't like me. Yeah. Like some jerks. That might be a problem. Jerks, jerks, jerks. It's cool. Anyway. How was your holiday? My holiday was cool. Um Went to Saginaw, Saginaw. I was gonna say the other thing, but that's just rude. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was cool though. We had a good time, and um, it was very, very short. But Christmas is coming, Yeah. so now I got to get the house clean ahead of time and all that good stuff. So
1: do you like Christmas more than Thanksgiving?
0: Um, uh, I like Thanksgiving more. Okay. Cause it's not at our house. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I ain't gotta clean up everything. Like. Yeah. Scrub walls and all that. Oh, yeah, I don't like all You
1: it. have to deal with kids playing on your stairs and nope. yeah, grown folks saying, "Where can I lay down at?" Like uh, at your at house. Yep. <laughs> get out. <laughs> Go
0: home. Yep. We didn't know anyway, but um, but yeah, holidays are cool. I love the holidays. Um, I just get kind of moody, I guess, around this time of year. Okay, it's like the whole seasonal depression thing. Yeah. And it's not that I'm, like, truly depressed, but mm-hmm. the only thing that sucks for me is, like, my grandmother and my dad's birthday are, like, always the same week as Thanksgiving. Okay. And since they passed, it's like, ugh, no, I got to deal with this. Yeah. But it's also their favorite holiday. Uh-huh. So I tend to just, like, what well, if my dad was here? What would he want to <laughs> eat? Every day, And thing. I just go <laughs> crazy. Like, yeah. I almost had, I, I had such, like, a food baby. <laughs> on okay. Thanksgiving, okay, <laughs> like I ate and I was just sitting there, like, oh, uh. oh
1: yeah, he sent me the
0: meme with the with the frog, dude. I'm so full. Oh,
1: look, pie, <laughs> exactly,
0: that's exactly how I felt, and that's exactly what happened. Like, my yeah. sister in law made some cheesecake, yeah, and I was like, oh my goodness, the macaroni took me out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's cheesecake on the counter, let me get some pop real quick, yeah, <laughs> Push that down. real quick. Get some extra space. Like Tetris, right? Just move the blocks over. That's you know? it. But then it touched the ceiling and it was all bad. Okay. You know how that goes in Tetris. Yeah. But yeah, this time of year I just try to, you know, talk with good friends and really clear my mental space in mm-hmm. terms of just dealing with difficult family members. So, um, so this week we're going to take a time out. I know we're talking about the five stresses of black men in the previous couple of episodes, but... Yep. Um, it's a topic that's very, very near and dear to me in terms of dealing with parents, especially like family members around the holidays. Um, so you got that one auntie that just say the first thing that come to her mind, yeah. like "Oh, you getting big?". Yeah. It's like you think I didn't know that. Like, yeah. <laughs> thanks, God. Because
1: most people they have a filter. It's like it comes from your heart. And then it goes up to your brain where there's, like, a filter to make it, like, palatable to the person you're going to speak to. Right. And then you release it. Like, the aunties don't have that. <laughs>
0: no. It's always some aunties with no kids, though.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's why true. they ain't got no kids.
0: Yeah, that's true. Anyway, don't make me started. <laughs> Get on my nerves. My gosh. Thanksgiving was fun, I see. Thanksgiving was <laughs> annoying. It was great, but annoying. hmm Like, they asked me one question about the tattoo, like... So, y'all got matching tattoos? Uh-huh. So, that means, like, you own her or something? I'm like, mm-hmm. that's the dumbest crap you can say. Like, what right. does that even mean? Right. I, uh, trust me. Yeah. Mrs. Winfrey's the last person I own. Yeah. You met her. You know. mm mm-hmm. huh <laughs> 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 But, um, as hard as it is for me around this time of year of not having my father or my grandmother around, uh, one of the other hardest things for me is to deal with my mother and um, so it's kind of what we're going to talk about today. Not necessarily like my mama get on my damn nerves type thing, but more or less like people that deal with difficult family members. Okay. Um. So I don't want to run on your parade because I know this <laughs> is something you've been kind of preaching about as well. So uh, I'm going to let you have it. Let me have it? I'm going to let you have it. It's all you, bro.
1: When I say at the beginning of Illmatic, I don't know how to start this. That's (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Uh, But but like you said, like, you know, going through the holidays, um, like we lost my aunt, my great aunt, like three weeks ago, maybe four weeks. It was the end of October. Yeah. So it was almost a month ago. And uh, we had like her memorial like the week before, the Saturday before Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And then. I didn't realize it until, like, her daughter posted on Facebook because her daughter's, like, my cousin, but she's, like, in her, like, early 40s. And she was just like, today would have been my mom's, like, 70, no, 81st birthday. And, you know, we we uh, remembered her on a service this past weekend. And, you know, she put the post up and everything, and I was just like, man, mm-hmm. <laughs> I could even, like, look at the picture she posted. I just, like, read it, and then I was like, ah, oh, I got to scroll. <laughs> but I came back, like, 10 minutes later and looked at the pictures. But... So yeah, it's 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 crazy like having to continue uh traditions and and when when like you st- you still want to make memories of the people who are not here. Mm-hmm. You know, that's very difficult. But like you said, we entitled this episode episode 20 uh you're going to go at parental discretion is advised. We'll see. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll see how this goes first. So but uh I guess yeah. we
1: will get to all the discussion questions. Um, I know, like, on previous episodes, you know, you spoke about how um, you grew up, you know, and, and you saw, like, your parents um, battling, you know, certain addictions and things like that. Um, how is it, like, for the p- people, like, on the outside who, like, haven't seen that um, going in their families? How How is it growing up um, when the people who are leading you, you know, are battling, like, certain things like that?
0: Well, um, I'll start with the parents themselves. Okay. So obviously, if you're a parent, you know this may or may not apply to you, but parents tend to think that you know, they go to work every day, they put food on the table, put clothes on your back, you know, keep lights on, all that good stuff, and they think that that's the only thing that matters. Mm-hmm. And one of those things you have to be cognizant of. You can have all the money in the world and still be miserable. Okay. So, like, my parents didn't really need for anything when they were together.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But when it came to them actively being there at times, I feel as if, like, substance abuse or, like, addiction took them away from me. Okay. So even if it wasn't in the physical sense, it was not like, uns- emotional or, like, mental sense as well. Because they were in the house, but... It's like, no, we're about to drink, about to smoke, about to do whatever. And it's like, uh. Mm-hmm. I'm going around the corner and going to my friend's house because I don't want to be here. mm and, um, And, you know, it does take a toll on you. Okay. Like, you miss some crucial moments because, like, they dealing with that and mm-hmm. you here. Okay. So, yeah, it's definitely, it just really depends, like, how bad, I guess, it is as far as, like, their addiction. Mm-hmm. It never, like, had, like, an
1: effect on, like, you in school or, like, getting good grades or anything like that.
0: It was. Well, it did. So I was always the really, really smart person in school. I could tell. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Um, But around the time where they started to kind of break up and, you know, doing more drugs and drinking more and all that stuff, it got to the point where I was going through that at home and I didn't know how to express it. Mm-hmm. So I brought it to school. Okay, and I, you know, kind of showed out like maybe I didn't do like a couple of assignments, for homework. Because mm-hmm. when I go home, I can't go home and focus on homework because yep. I'm dealing with them. Okay, so homework either getting didn't, it either didn't get done or like I just kind of shut down from everybody in school
2: mm-hmm.
0: and never talked to anybody about it. And I went from the person that got like A's and B's. To a student that got C's and D's. Okay. Because I wanted to have acceptance by like cool kids because, you know, Mm -hmm. I had nobody at home to talk to. Okay. And so I definitely think it had like a negative effect on me, like Mm -hmm. growing up, as far as going to school and everything. Okay. So,
1: like later on in life, like if you could like look back, like what did like seeing your parents, you know, have their struggles? How did, how did that affect like your relationships like later on in life? I guess I would say, and currently.
0: Well, man, it still does today. Okay. Um, so one of the things I'm actually really thankful about is that I technically had three parents in the house. Okay, it was my mom's, my dad, obviously. Then I had my grandmother. My grandmother stayed upstairs with us, mm-hmm. so my grandma was the. Sunday Candy, going to church with Grandma. Okay. Like, if you ever listen to Sunday Candy, you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> like, she kept me in church. She kept me in the choir. She always had the good peppermints. Mm-hmm. Not the regular red and white ones. Like, the green and white ones. Some of those was way better. Oh, the spearmints, yeah. There you go. <laughs> I couldn't think of the name. Mm-hmm. But uh, she always had the good candy. She always would come home and cook up a meal. Holidays was always the best. Uh-huh. We'd go to Great Grandma House, go to Great Granddad House. I get all the love and attention there. Like, no matter where I went, like, wherever, no matter where she went, she took me with her. Yeah. So I didn't have to deal with it as much at home. Mm-hmm. But as I got older, my grandmother got older, it was less that she could do with me and for me. Cause she mm-hmm. got older, got sicker and everything. Mm-hmm. So then I had to deal with the reality of who my parents were. Okay. So, So my dad passed first in 2011, and... I mean, that really took like my last real like male role model okay. um outside of my great granddad out of my life. So though my grandmother, you know, only thing I could tell her is my dad passed and she understood.
2: hmm
0: So then her health deteriorated. So then when she passed in twenty fifteen, mm-hmm. then it was just my great granddad and my mom. Mhm. Then <laughs> in twenty sixteen ironically my great granddad passed. Okay. So the only person I had was my mother who was still going through mm-hmm. Substance abuse, like drug addiction, alcohol addiction, gambling. And so, and I've always said this, and I even said this to her, but she didn't get it, but it was like all my parents were dead. And that was probably the most, like, lowest I've ever felt because, like, everybody else had their parents. Mm -hmm. Like, my girlfriend, now my wife, still has her parents, and I can't go to my parents anymore. So I'm legit having to grow up and be, like, be the man, right? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it definitely took a toll even to this day, but, no, it wasn't until recently where I realized, hey, all the things I was supposed to learn to this point, mm-hmm. I learned. Like, mm-hmm. I got those values. I got everything I needed from them mm-hmm. to be the man I am today, and mm-hmm. if it wasn't for those experiences, I don't know where I would be right now. Okay. Like, maybe I, I, don't know, being jealous something, doing something stupid, like, yeah. Give me your money, cuz. Like, <laughs> 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 so I mean, I'm just glad that I actually went through that, even though it sucks, even to this day. But I'm yeah. glad I went through that because it legit made me the man I am today. Okay, so I
1: like, I know like for me, um, me personally, I like, I didn't have you know to see, um, that side of like a parent like battling like addiction and things like that, but um i was gonna like try to like move to towards like the next discussion topic is like when you're when you like you know went to school you know everyone says like when you go to college there's like so many different things you can get into there's gonna be free time there's gonna be like parties there's gonna be anything <laughs> you could get into so like you know you you seeing you know your leaders and your providers you know do what they deal with how did that like affect you like when going to school when you may have had like the opportunity to like partake in like alcohol and drugs like what what like seeing them like deal with that, how did that make you feel like when you had the opportunity to like
0: partake or be free um I mean it definitely had an effect on me even to today um it definitely helps in terms of how to cope with stress, okay um so obviously, when my parents were stressed either from their relationship with each other. like work stuff or whatever it may be you know they had a drink they had be quite frank they smoked crack cocaine and so that's how they dealt with their stress they didn't go work out they didn't go do other things Mm -hmm. sometimes they turn to food even but mostly it was substance abuse Mm -hmm. and so when i had the opportunity to like go party Go hang out with friends. Yes, I still like to drink now. Yep, yep. Like occasionally I will obviously have Malibu. Yep. <laughs> but um on the flip side, like if I ever have like a really stressful day, mm-hmm. I I may talk about it, you know how people talk. They be like, man, bro, I need to drink. This booze. Yeah. Like I say that sometimes, uh-huh. but I don't have it. Yeah. Because it's not that I'm just making a conscious decision for myself. Mm-hmm. But I'm making that conscious decision because I've seen somebody go through that. Yeah. Like, I watched my mother, like, put her life to shambles mm-hmm. and basically lose her sense of career because she couldn't stay at the bottle when she got home from work. Okay. Like, and you know how some people, like, it's been a long week, I'm going to go have a drink at the bar. Yeah. It got to the point where every day after work, she at the local store getting something to drink. Okay. And you smelled it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like you ever work with people and you legit smell exactly what they had last night to drink
1: yeah once or twice i have yeah
0: yeah like yeah. i remember like it was so many times where like just people i work with just everyday people just the coolest people in the world mm-hmm. but they smell and reeked of alcohol and it was yeah. like dude like is your life really that bad where you gotta drink <laughs> right. but then i thought about it and i thought about my life and the people i grew up with and i'm like yeah mm-hmm. that in fact does happen like like, I was even reading a statistic about it um, just before I even got here. And especially for children, it said that one in five American children live in homes with parental substance abuse. Okay, And so, you know, I had to sit back and think, like, even a couple of days ago, I'm like, wait, I'm not the only person that went through that. Mm-hmm. Like, there's somebody that's probably listening right now, like, dang, like, okay, cool. Like, I'm not alone. I can actually talk about this now. Right, right. Because... It affects people, like, more than you actually see. So, if I line up all my friends, Mm -hmm. if I line up 10 of my friends, more than I could just at least one other person that went through that. Okay. If not more. But Mm -hmm. at bare minimum, at least one of five people of children growing up deal with parental substance abuse. So, I mean, it did have an effect on me in terms of how I carry myself. I probably drink maybe, like, once every two months now. (laughs) But, um... (laughs) And it's not to say when I actually do, like, I go in, like,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. I'm a lightweight, like, it's something <laughs> crazy. Like, you like, man, Rich, dang, like, I can't even have a beer with you, man, because you're going to be done.
1: You got to finish that mimosa. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. You didn't even drink half the glass. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, it, that's just how I am now, because I went through that. Okay. So, like, I remember when, like, I have friends in school, obviously. And I'm like, yeah, hey, come on, drink with your mans for twenty mm-hmm. first or this, that, and third, blah, blah. blah. I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm good. Okay. Like, and it's only because I went through that. Okay. So, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah,
1: I, uh, I had, I had friends who like I've experienced with like addiction at a young age, like thirteen, fourteen, like like weed smokers, right? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I just like. It's like I went to high school, so, like, you know, they didn't go to the same high school I went to. But then like, I reconnect with them through, like, Facebook, and it's just, like, the weed turned, like, their life into, like, something that shouldn't have been, right? It's, like, they have kids, but, like, they don't have custody or, like, they have, like, all these great, uh like, visions and plans and businesses that they want to start, but they rely, like, so heavy on, like, the, the substance for like motivation you know that it takes them it takes it makes them lethargic it takes their uh willingness to go out and create a way like it makes them so creative but then it's like when it's time to start it like they don't have that motivation to take the step mm-hmm. so for me just like seeing that um when I was like 18 19 when I like reconnected with them it was just like yeah, I don't think <laughs> I'm a like like how you said, like when you had when you when the people would be like, Hey, you know, this is what it is, you just basically like kinda shun them away. That was that was my experience.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it was it was from like a friend's perspective. But um I guess like going forward, uh you kinda touched on it already. You you spoke about like, you know, see, seeing them have an addiction, like what what it taught you, um but like, I guess like, what could you like say to um, someone who, like you said, someone's out there listening right now, who may have a parent who's battling things like that? What, what would you just like say to them? Um, how, how can they like continue to cope and continue to be better?
0: Um. So like, advice I would give them. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of twofold. Okay. Um. So on one end. I know that it's true that, like like I mentioned earlier, parents can have all the resources in the world for their child, Like they can have all the money, like roof over your head, lights, blah, 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 blah. All mm-hmm. oh, that's a cliche. I brought you in this world stuff. Yep. But because of that addiction, and that, that literally takes them out of their normal, like parent, like parental, like, you know, minds, like state of mind, But it's also true that, you know, that's going to have an effect on you as far as, like, how you're able to have, like, supply, like, emotional support or, like, you know, maybe, like, encouragement or just any other things that you would give your child. Like that mental support, that emotional support, like that physical support. Like, you can't do that. Like, you can't even tend to, like, the issues they had in school because what you're going to do? Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's... It's one of those things that it really, it still kind of like irks me a little bit because it's like, dang, like everybody else had perfect parents. So I thought, why can't I have perfect parents? But what I will say is that, especially for anybody that's going through it, you know, there is a lot at the end of the tunnel because, you know, if you seek the right resources, if you go and like seek help, talk to like a school counselor. Um, I know that, like, your local universities, they have, like, free resources as a student okay. to get that free counseling, to get that initial discussion. Um, even for kids, like, in middle school, high school, there's typically, like, a school counselor. Um, always reach out and try to say, you know what, something is wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, it's nothing wrong with – it's not your fault your parents do this. Yeah. Like, that would be my biggest thing. Is, like, it's not your fault that your parents are irresponsible. Do you like feel you, like guilty about that? Like is, what you mean? Is there like
1: a form of guilt that comes with it, I guess, like seeing them go through that? Like do you like do you feel responsible for some reason? Like, even though it's not your fault?
0: Um I would say yes and no. Okay. And I only say that because like I was like more of that outspoken child, okay. as you can probably tell. <laughs> so like when I was like maybe three or four when I was learning how to talk, I wouldn't talk much. Like, I was a a mute. Like, (laughs) I wasn't talking to nobody. Like, you could tell me the most interesting thing about Power Rangers, Uh and I would just be like, yes. (laughs) But then when I get to watch it for myself, and, like, I think nobody's listening, it's like, yeah, Green Ranger, (laughs) what up? Oh, he went White Ranger, oh. But, like, so I was always that early voice of reason. Even from my parents at times. Because instead of talking to each other, <laughs> they would both talk to me okay. about what was going on. Okay. Like, and it'd be like, Richard, you know, your mom really, she get on my damn nerves. Like, <laughs> you no, know, be like, Dad, I'm like, I'm I'm eight. <laughs> like, there's nothing I can't help you with. Like, I'm I'm a smooth eight. Like, i uh-huh. ah, listen, sure, it's fine. <laughs> and then, you know, mom, you know, with everything she's been through as a kid, you know, she, did a lot like she drank like crazy. She, you know, they they lived a crazy life. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, let's be quite frank. My <laughs> I, I feel like I gotta be transparent with you and even the listeners. Like, my dad was a whole ass like drug dealer. Okay, and his biggest ploy to me was I'd be the biggest drug dealer in the city of Detroit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, that's just <laughs> doesn't seem like a lucrative career for me at <laughs> yeah, all. Yeah. um and my parent, my mother, she was well-educated. She went to college and everything, but uh-huh. the alcohol and everything really kind of bummed her down. So, you know, I was I, I learned from their mistakes, and so I was always the voice of reason for my parents. Okay. So, like, when they get into fights and it started getting crazy, they started, like, throwing stuff at each other and, like, hitting each other, and it just be like, then why don't y'all just, if y'all can't get along, uh-huh. why don't y'all just leave? All right. Just end it. Mm-hmm. Like this is not good Not even for me mm-hmm. Like why don't y'all just end this right now And they were like You're right okay. Why not Like <laughs> why is this kid telling me this great <laughs> advice Like yeah, yes marriage is supposed to be that sacred union Between two people And you know at the end of the day supposed to be able to work through your issues But if you can't work it out Then just leave mm-hmm. Like do what's best for both of you Okay. Like end it now, uh-huh. co-parent. Like yeah, please, yeah. um. So then, even after that whole year, I went to live with like my uncle and my aunt, and um, and that was a whole situation because that was the perfect house, okay. you know. And then they got divorced. Okay. So then I had to go back to home With my mom, who still doing what she wanted to do, and my dad that just he got worse. Like, his drug use got worse. So, like, he got to the point where he was sitting at the kitchen table like, hey, Richard, be quite frank. I'm about to get messed up. Like, mm-hmm. I'm about to smoke this and I'm about to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Now, if you need money in the morning, take what you need. I'm a pocket. Mm-hmm. It's all good. Mm-hmm. I'll, I know you took it. I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. But if I get mad at you, it's all good. Like, I'm not going to do anything to you. Mm-hmm. But – if you need bus money, whatever it is, just take it out of my pocket. You know where it is. It's cool. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, of all of this, that's probably the best way with everything that you're going through that you could take care of me. Okay. And I appreciate it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's weird. It's really weird when I sit back and think about it. Okay. But it was one of the most like impactful things for me because... At first, my dad was like, oh, You're going to be a drug dealer, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But when he saw different, he was like, Well, look, you're trying to be successful, and I don't want to hold you up. Mm-hmm. So do what you got to do. And it was just like, Dang.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, that's probably the. And I say that because my dad never really showed emotion. Yeah, yeah. Like, every time I speak to him, he'd say hi and go back to watching his old Westerns. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> for him to say that, it was just like, it was, ironically, it was very profound for me. It was like, All right. Mm hmm. I'm about to go to school. I'm about to get these grades. And I'm going to go to college, right? And uh, by the time I got there, you know, I think by, like, 2008, 2009, he stopped everything cold turkey. Mm -hmm. Like, he stopped drinking. He stopped smoking. Mm -hmm. And by this time, obviously, he was, like, he withered down all his weight and everything. But Mm -hmm. he was going back to church. He was Mm -hmm. getting his life together. Mm -hmm. It was just that, obviously, he was older, so. His body couldn't keep up anymore. Mm. But I was just thankful for that because I got to tell him everything. Uh-huh. Like, I had just turned, like, 21. Uh-huh. And I got to tell him exactly how I felt uh-huh. about everything he'd been doing. Uh-huh. With my mom, the whole relationship thing with them. Uh-huh. Like, I didn't really understand my dad, like, understand, understand him yeah. until, like, two years before he passed. Okay. It was, like... I'm glad we got that closure because I thought you hated me. Okay, like so, <laughs> like my dad had <laughs> three, four other children before me. Uh-huh. I would say five, but he passed like before I was born, all okay. uh, with his brother, and um, he always gave them extra money. He always bought them sh- like Jordans and. Mm-hmm. You remember the big, ugly Sherlin Coats? Yeah, I know yep, you remember yep, them. Yep, yep, fur on the hood. <laughs> yeah, <it> muscles <laughs> hideous. And he bought her, like, the pink one. Uh-huh. It was like, a pink what? This is oh, yeah, ugly. Yeah, yeah. like. But everybody had them except for me because yeah. whatever. But I remember he hit the lottery. Uh-huh. He gave them, like, hundreds of dollars, and he gave me, like, five bucks. Okay. And I was just like, what the hell is this? Like, <laughs> yeah. I want the dough. Uh-huh. But I realized, like, he took that time like he played checkers with me. Okay. He had me like help him cook dinner. Okay. He you know told me his shortcomings. Mhm. Uh-huh. He told me exactly where you fell short. Okay. When it came to being a good husband to my mom. Mhm. Uh-huh. He was like, I never want you to go through that. Mhm. Uh-huh. I want you to do things the right way. Uh-huh. I'm going to take you to church with me. Mhm. Uh-huh. I'm gonna show you what it means to like be a man of God. Uh-huh. And I'm not saying you got to be perfect. But you're going to do the best you can. You're going to do a lot better than me because I ain't shit. That's exactly <laughs> what he told me, by the way. Okay. So I ain't shit. So it is what it is. Uh-huh. But after all that was said and done, like in 2010, like we had our last father sit together. And it was like, okay, this makes sense. Like, uh-huh. this all makes sense. So the reason that Thanksgiving's really kind of that sore spot for me because I remember that year, uh-huh. nobody told me he was going to be at my aunt's house for Thanksgiving. Okay. So him and they were all together. And I was kind of spending one of my first Thanksgiving's with Elena's family. Okay. And that was the last holiday we were able to, like, he was actually able to, like, be his own person.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so when he passed that next year, I was just like, I didn't even know you were sick. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody told me. Okay. And so when he actually passed, you know, the last thing I needed I needed my mom. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, the day we were, the day before, the, a couple of days before the service, we were planning everything, at the funeral home and all that stuff. And, you know, everything was cool. I was like, all right, you know, at least be with my mom on the day. We uh, remember my dad for the last time. And she didn't even come to the funeral.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I'm sitting there, like, a lost kid, looking for my mom on the day of the funeral. I'm like, dude, where the hell did you go?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, um... She didn't answer the phone. Okay. And so that at that moment, I was just like, you're so dead to me. Mm-hmm. Like, that was probably the most. And I get on one end yep. because that was your husband. Mm-hmm. Like, they got remarried and everything. Okay, so That was your husband. And there's some parts of it you can't deal with it. I get it. Yep. But you're still a parent. Yep. The only thing I needed you for was just to be there. And you didn't do that. Mm-hmm. So it's been a really hard transition between then and now. Mm-hmm. Just to deal with that, like especially every Thanksgiving, because it's just like
2: mm-hmm.
0: I missed the last one. Yeah. So, with all that being said, like I would just tell anybody that's dealing with that, is make sure you talk about it. Like okay. I have no problem these days talking about it. Okay. Because it legit makes me a better person. Mm-hmm. Like it legit like makes me a better man now because mm-hmm. I'm able to talk through that. I'm able to. I get it off my chest like hey you know what this is what happened mm-hmm. and the more i talk about it the more i feel at peace with it like all right still very shitty yeah. but yeah. on the same token i know that there's somebody that may be going through that yeah. that may not understand exactly why they feel that way mm-hmm. and it's not your fault like mm-hmm. it's not your fault your parents made the decisions they made okay um I think that's why. uh, I love J. Cole anyway, you know that. Mm -hmm. But I think that's especially why that one song called Once a Addict, that interlude, is Mm -hmm. probably my favorite song on the album. Mm Because I was sitting there like, how did this man know my story? (laughs) (laughs) Like, he didn't call me like he was supposed to. Like, J. Cole has my phone number, Mm (laughs) right? But at the same token, like, I was that kid. Like, I couldn't wait to go off to college because. I knew all the problems would go away because right. I'd be off to college. And I'd never deal with it again, right? Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> not at all. Uh uh-huh. So, yeah, that part. So. Yeah,
1: I guess like the, the one of the last questions or discussions topics is uh, like so now you know you're successful. You know, you're married, college degree, you have a career. Um, how how. When, when, when a child, like, goes from being, like, a child to being an adult, it's kind of like they're, like, in, like, a position of strength now, and, and their parent may be, you know, um, dependent on them, you know. how Like, what type of boundaries, I guess, um, do you, like, set in place now that you're – because, you know, when you're a kid, it's like, oh, I love my parents. My parents – I'm not in a position to tell them how to live their life, you know, but now that you're, you know, your own man and you're in a position of strength now, like, how how does that – how does that relationship dynamic work, or what ways can it work?
0: Well, this kind of ties into the last episode we had where we talked about um, money being one of the stresses of black men. Yeah. Um, so I still have, I'm going to say an emotional scar. I legit still have an emotional scar about my mother because she still doesn't get it. <laughs> okay. And I say that because I remember I bought my first car, she was supposed to take me. Didn't go. Mm-hmm. So I made, like a refund check yep. and went to get my first car. Yep. It was a 2001 Chevy Tracker. I miss mm-hmm. this car because <laughs> it was paid off. <laughs> um, so the very like next year, it went down and I couldn't get it repaired. So I listened to either my mother or my father. I was like, who am I going to listen to? My mom was like, you should get a car with warranties. And all good stuff from a dealership because blah, 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 blah. My dad goes pay cash, get a car, pay for repairs. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I don't want to pay for repairs. I want a car that's not going to break, ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the hell is that? Yeah. So that um, I listened to my mom. And she's like, I'll pay the note. You'll pay the insurance. 7-30 will be good. We'll be Gucci. I'm like, all right, cool. And I saw the error in her ways. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a year before my dad passed, and I didn't listen to that advice from I listened to my mom. Mm -hmm. and she stopped paying the car note. Mm -hmm. But she always, I need to go to work. i got to go to work. You got my car. I'm like, well, Mom, I'm in school. Mm -hmm. Like, I ain't got time to be trying to bust you back and forth. It's not my fault you messed up your car. Mm -hmm. And so I started to realize she was very selfish, you know, to the point she only really looked out for herself. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know what? To hell with it. I'm not dealing with this anymore. Mm -hmm. You take these car keys. Do what you got to do. Don't call me and ask me for a damn thing. Mm-hmm. And um, that's when she took kind of a turn for the worse in terms of just her addiction because she lost her jobs because she kept drinking all the time. My dad got sicker, did passed. pass. Mm-hmm. She stopped paying the car note in general, but mm-hmm. we co-signed. Mm-hmm. So if that car got repossessed, yep. it's on my credit.
2: Yep, yep.
0: I'm like, dog, like, no. Mm-hmm. So I had to go steal my car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I legit, and Elena, Jessica, and all those guys, they could tell you the story mm-hmm. about the night we went to go steal my car. Okay, It was hilarious. Okay, I even hit a stop sign because I couldn't find a light. I was like, oh, I, I got go <laughs> so to I got to go up. Smacked the stop sign. Wow. Knocked it over completely. Yeah, <laughs> car still okay. But <laughs> I hit the stop sign and messed up the front bumper. Uh-huh. And uh, I just paid that car off this year. That was 2000. We got the car in 2010. Mm-hmm. I just paid that off this year. Okay. Because I was in school, like, I wasn't ready to pay a car note every month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, between that, her putting me through that, and just not really being the parent I needed her to be up till now, um, I have a boundary because I just, ultimately, just, I kind of hold it to that standard of If you're not being a parent to me, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to help you when you haven't taken care of yourself X amount of years. Okay. Like, you've been dealing with this since I've been 16. Probably 14. I can't remember the exact year. Uh But that's not my fault, and it's not my problem. Uh And so it goes to what I said earlier. Like, it's not your fault that Uh your parent went through that. Now, on another end, emotionally it sucks because who are you going to go to for parental advice if the only people you want to get that advice from have passed? Yeah. It sucks. Uh But on a different note, that's why you surround yourself with those ecosystems. And you have people that understand and support you anyway, mm-hmm. regardless of what you've been through. And you know it's still even rough for me. I mean, every time she calls these days, I might answer, but that's only because of the fact that I don't know what's wrong. Okay. I don't know if she's going to call me, or if it's somebody else calling on her phone saying, "You need to come get your mother." Mm-hmm. You know, and that's always my biggest fear that I'm going to lose her because of her addiction. Mm-hmm well on the other end of it i can't live my life in fear okay. and i think that's one of the stigmas around black men is that we live our life in fear of something bad happening so we don't talk about it we just yeah. sweep it under the rug and mm-hmm. whatever but i'm here to say it's just a prime example of you can live your best life mm-hmm. and yes the emotional scars may suck but they can legit guide like guide you along the way as you seek help to make sure you can cope with those things okay And at the end of the day, like, my biggest philosophy is, and I'm gonna keep saying this until I go blue in the face black people need (laughs) counseling. Like, period. And it may sound goofy, but like, if you just think about what we've done, dealt with mentally since like forever. Since we were shipped (laughs) over here, right? Like, we've dealt with stuff and never talked about it because if we did, we probably just gonna get killed and murdered. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of the same thing today. But it's all good. Like, you can talk about it. Like, it's okay. Uh-huh. I wish somebody would tell me not to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's okay to go through things. Like, it's okay to be not be okay. Yeah. Um, I think one of my favorite quotes I even read recently is, um, don't confuse acceptance with contentment. Mm. Because acceptance is you really not having – Controlling what happens and just accepting things for what they really are, kind of that reality. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Contentment more so goes along the lines of, I'm happy, but I'm not satisfied. Like I know I can change these things. But I'm content right now where I am because I'm in a happy place. But acceptance is, I'm not in a happy place, but this is never going to change, so it is what it is. Mm. So I have to constantly remind myself of that. Mm -hmm. Like... I can accept that I can get my life together, Mm. but I'm not content with kind of being where I am today.
1: That makes
0: sense. So, like, I won't – sometimes I won't answer the phone for her. Like, if she calls me and she's, like, obviously drunk as hell, I'm like, Mm. click. Like, Mm. I'm not dealing with this. Okay. But at the same time, I'm content with knowing that I'm doing what's best for my mental peace. So, yeah. Yeah. So I would just say to anybody going through that, it's like, you know, just make sure you have that support system of people that understand that, and but don't use your environment that you deal with that situation in as an excuse to not be successful. Okay. Because if you let it take over like that, mm-hmm. you might as well pick up the bottle too. Yeah. And I'm definitely not encouraging that because right, right, I've right. seen too many people ruin their lives that way. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I noticed that, like,
1: like this. I don't really have like, any more like discussion topics or anything, but I was just gonna say, like, I noticed, like, as I look back at like when I was growing up and everything, it's so easy for us to become like our parents. Mm-hmm. Like, I have like uh, cousins who are just like my uncles, just like their dads. You know, their dads have like what, like four kids or like three different women, and I have cousins who are like that, like no high school diploma. Oh. Three kids, three different women. Um, you know, one week he's washing dishes at a restaurant. Next week it's like, oh, he's not there anymore. So it's like, <laughs> it's like it, I like that you said that. Like, we 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 have like we have our own contentment. We can make our own decisions as to who we want to be. Just because you know our parents were a certain way and they raised us a certain way, that doesn't mean we have to you know follow in their footsteps. If it was something negative, you know, mm-hmm. I think that's important to acknowledge too because, you know, seeing you, like, every room you go to, like, you're a light, you know? Like, you're the person who, like, has, like, all the answers, if that's, like, a cliche or whatever. Like, even if even if it was not the right answer, you you leading us, like,
0: towards, like, the right direction, at least. You know what I mean? I think it's one of those God things where it's just, like, you make two lefts, <laughs> you make it right, you can't miss it on the right <laughs> hand corner. Yeah, you'd be completely wrong. <laughs> but um, I kind of feed off that. Like, mm-hmm. I legit feed off that energy of, like, you know, I'm not going to be that awkward person in the room anymore. Uh-huh. Like, I'm not going to be that person that's shunned out because of my circumstances. Okay. No, I'm going to be the first person to say hi to you. Uh-huh. And it's weird because I was a mute when I was little, so it's really <laughs> weird that I talked to people like that. But I'm legit, like, that person that uh-huh. doesn't mind giving that compliment. Okay. Like, hey, bro, I like your sweater. Like, you look good in that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Some people are like, oh no, that's gay. Like, no, like, bro, I just really think you look good in the sweater, bro. Like yeah. that's not what anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that's not what gay means. But um, I'm just more so just happy in my skin. Like if chance the rapper didn't steal the whole phrase of black boy joy, it'd be mine. Yeah. Like that's just how I roll. Like
1: I'm getting yeah. comfortable with that too, as as the days go on. Yeah. Like, I used to be uh like, so uncomfortable, and I don't even know why, mm-hmm. but it's, like, as I get older, like I said I was unco- I was probably uncomfortable with myself until I was, like, 14, 15, mm-hmm. and then I just got comfortable with myself, like, in middle school, and then middle school was over with, went to high school, and then I got uncomfortable again because I was around new people yeah. who <laughs> were, like, totally different, mm-hmm. and then I got to college, and... Uh, I was just more so, like, this is the time to be focused. It's not the time to mess up. So I didn't really have a chance to, like, try to develop myself. It was more just, like, study, 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 go through school. Mm -hmm. But it's like, now, like, doing a podcast with you, like, reconnecting with everybody who I ever met in my life. It's like, I have the opportunity now to go back and just, like, make fun of everything and laugh at everything like I do on Facebook all the time. (laughs) Man,
0: if y'all don't follow this man (laughs) on social media, he is – hilarious (laughs)
1: i'm um i was talking to one of my uh one of my uh in-laws over thanksgiving they're like Mm -hmm. "You're so hilarious you're so hilarious this and that on like social media and i was like i think i'm gonna uh try to find an open mic night somewhere listen do some jokes you should do something here
0: you just like lead us into like (laughs) say don't lead us in with a word lead us in with just like one of your random Facebook posts, like I would die and cackle every single time. I could do that. I could that do that part. Next episode. It's coming. <laughs>
1: I'm just, like I said, I was just getting comfortable with myself. So
0: that's fair. Yeah. You got to be comfortable with yourself. Yeah. Like, if nobody's going to love you first, love yourself first. Like, that's true. That's what I can leave y'all with. Like, yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, even, even when I thought I was like ashy and broke, I was still just like, I'm going to be the best ashy and broke person. I'm just not going to say I'm going to be <laughs> the best ashy and broke person.
0: i think kayla would be cracking up right now (laughs) i she's gonna listen to this and just be like bro what the hell did you talk about you still actually like she gonna come for you you know that right (laughs) kayla's gonna come for you yeah i've been doing but um but yeah i mean there's a ton of resources out there just to make sure that you have somebody to talk to um again make sure you have an ecosystem of people you can talk with um, seasonal depression is a real thing mm-hmm. um, I was just talking to one of my frat brothers About it And he posted something and I immediately texted him I'm like yo Like I feel you mm-hmm. Like Thanksgiving shit's rough yeah. <laughs> And I'm gonna probably soak it away with macaroni and cheese I know it's gonna happen yeah. So I mean <laughs> I get it But um You know, if you ever see somebody That's just in need Like don't be afraid To just be like hey bro mm-hmm. Like I love you Like mm-hmm. Women as well Like you need that extra encouragement. Yeah. And I swear it's only because you're used to those memories you made when you were younger with your parents or your uncles or aunts or whoever that family member was. Mm-hmm. And then when they're gone, you really miss them around the holidays. Yeah. So either in the really summer months or the really cold months where you just want to go hibernate, you mm-hmm. want to stay to yourself. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, seasonal depression is real. Yeah. So, I mean, don't be fooled by – Going into the state of depression Mm -hmm. um, versus, you know, more so sometimes it's just a season. Um, It's my last one, but I specifically remember, and I never talked about this probably until recently, but I remember the year or, like, the month I decided I was going to quit my job in 2016. Because I was just dealing with a bunch of crazy shit. Like, it was just like, Mm -hmm. my God, like, nobody goes through this. But, so... Ultimately, I remember like quitting my job, then Christmas came, and it was like, all this pretend to be happy stuff, it's Christmas, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Then January came, and I was looking for work, and I got into a phone call. I didn't work out, mm-hmm. it's not, all that good stuff. And I'm like, you know what? Dang, like, I need to find a job by any means. Like, I need to go work at Kroger, I need to go do something. Mm-hmm. I quit that shit fast. <laughs> I hate Kroger. <laughs> I don't even like to shop there most days. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Place to work there when I was in, like, undergrad, and then okay, I worked there again. I was just like, mm, no.
2: Okay.
0: mm Nope. Can't do it. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, I became intentional. I found the job that I wanted. I, you know, I took the job with the less amount of pay. Mm-hmm. Now I get paid probably the most I've ever had as a professional. hmm And now was like, okay. I got that together. I'm getting my mental space together. Yep. Now I need to go back and get my physical <laughs> together. So even yesterday, I went back to the gym. Awesome. Because even with all the seasonal depression stuff, I'm like, I need to get back to my happy space. And yeah. that full like circle isn't complete unless I get to the gym. Right. So I tried to run for like 10 minutes, only ran two minutes. Okay. okay. <laughs> hey, but I did finish that 10-minute stretch, though. I yeah. want you to know that.
1: That was you that posted that yesterday, right? Yes. So, <laughs> that first, was me, damn the, it. was
0: the first day of? The hardest day of getting your life is the first day. Okay. My God. Yeah. It was so true. So now I know what the motivation behind that was. Yes. <laughs> exactly what it was. It was very cryptic to a degree. <laughs> but if you listen, that's where I got it from. I ain't telling y'all until y'all listen to the whole episode, damn it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about that? But um uh, but yeah, I mean, I just wanted to make sure that I'm transparent as possible because I mean, just because we have this podcast, again, we're not professionals at all. Right. In fact, I still don't know five mental health therapists in my <laughs> life, but I do know they're out there. In fact, um, I'm starting to be more aware that, dang, like, this mental health thing is really a big deal. Uh-huh. And our original reason for doing this podcast wasn't really for mental health. It was more so along the lines of, hey, fellas, we got to talk about this shit we go through. Right. Like, you can't keep it bottled in. Right. Because it's going to lead to mental health issues. <laughs> but more along the lines of you want to build that community where it's okay for you to speak your mind and speak your peace. hmm So, I mean, how's that for episode 20?
1: I think that was a dope episode 20. Full circle.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just want to make sure that we're transparent, but also, like, people understand. Like, we're not professionals, but if we had a space, it's only because we went through this type of shit. Mm-hmm. And I want people to understand, like, this is how I did it. And if I can help anybody by doing this, that's cool. If not, then at least I got to, like, kick with you for another (laughs) week and talk about jerk chicken. Had to make sure we didn't miss that. And all that good stuff. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, this is why your mental matters. Exactly. Boom. I'm closing with that every episode now. All right. Boom. You going to hit it again? (laughs) 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 <laughs> 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 on that note uh, we love you guys I appreciate you guys for listening to another episode of the mental matters where it's okay to speak your mind and yeah it's rich signing out yep. anything for the public uh, if you have any
1: opinions topics you can follow us on Instagram on Facebook you can email us at mentalmatterspodcast at gmail.com oh snap and uh as Rich said, Rich signed off. Jarrell, I'm sorry.